You're listening to a message from Victory Church of the Bay Area. For more information, please visit us on our website at victoryus.org. If he's already been existing, then why is he going to be born? So it's like, what? Didn't make sense, right? So that's why a lot of people who referred to the Messiah couldn't make that connection. So they, their understanding of the Messiah was a political ruler who was going to be raised up by God and who's going to lead the nation of Israel back to its glory days just like it was in the time of David. That's why at the time of Jesus, they thought the Messiah was a political leader. Okay? So here, but see here, us looking back, we see here, from you shall come for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. So this is a ref, direct reference to the Messiah and the origin. And this is the, the very messianic verse that the scribes referred to when King Herod asked, where is this Messiah going to be born? In Bethlehem, Ephrata. So everybody understood that that the, the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. Okay? Now, I'm laying this down so that, actually, I have just a simple point, okay? A very simple point. But many times we forget. In times of distress, even in times of our unfaithfulness, God is still faithful to us. At the time when everybody has still sinned, the, the world is still the en- God's enemies because of sin, while we were still sinners, God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ, the second person of the Godhead, and He gave His life to pay for our sins. While we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still His enemies, Jesus died for us because of His great love. See, that's the message. It's, it remains consistent. Okay? Now, it says here, Jesus, the Messiah, is the mighty God. Okay, so for to us a son is born. He is, his name is, shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. He's born, but he's God. If he's God, then... So things are not computing. Put yourself in their shoes, okay? Or in their sandals, so to speak. He's going to be born, but he's God? That's, that doesn't compute well. That, it, they can't make the connection there, okay? That's why it was a mystery, for centuries. But here, it is revealed that this Messiah... Now, the New Testament refers to the Messianic prophecies and points to Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. And so, the Messiah is called the Wonderful Counselor. Angelo preached about that last week. He is called the Mighty God. The Savior, the Christ, the Savior, our Savior. And the Israelites at the time, the Jews saw the Messiah as their Savior politically. But God's intention was that for Jesus, the Messiah, to be the Savior totally. And more importantly, the Savior of our souls. Okay? So, the word mighty, the word mighty, Jesus is mighty. Here's the thing. I want you to understand. Jesus is mighty. The Messiah is the mighty God. So let's break that down. The Messiah is mighty. Jesus is mighty. The word mighty 
in the Hebrew is gibor, which means powerful, having or showing great power and authority, or military leadership. Okay? Hmm, that's, that gives you an idea already where this is going. By implication, the word mighty it, it connotes to, is always connected to warrior. Okay? Connected to, 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 to a warrior, to a champion, to a conqueror, to a valiant hero. Now, how many of you grew up liking superheroes? You like superheroes? I'm already, I'm already 29. I still like superheroes. <laughs> now, I grew up with these, okay? I grew up with these. You know, growing up, I read their comics. I had, their, I had a collection of, of comics, both on Marvel and DC, okay? So, and um, who's your favorite? I mean, <laughs> Louis, who's your favorite superhero? Black Panther, okay. Elvin, who's your favorite superhero? Superman. Superman, okay. Tina, do you have a favorite one? Thor, okay. Anybody from up there? Captain Marvel. Captain Mar <laughs> okay. Tagalog, Filipino versions, sure. Okay, anybody else? Heroes, there's something about here. You know, when you you're in a the movie theater, you watch movies, and the plot is the same. There's always a hero in the story, right? And we're drawn towards heroes. I mean, these are just fictional. These are, you know, these, these are not real, okay? So, but they are real life. We are drawn to heroes. And there's something about heroes that when we see them and when we hear about their exploits and their greatness and their being mighty and their conquering against odds, there's something in us that goes, wow, that inspires us. And especially if we're the ones in danger, in peril, and the hero saves us, what happens when we're saved from peril by a hero? Do we go, thanks so much, uh, you have a good life, okay? Do we do this? No, you know, we're indebted, right? And here's the thing, we need saving from our sins. And the only one who's qualified to save us is a mighty warrior. Look at the person next to you. Do you like that person? No matter how much you like that person, that person next to you will, cannot save you from your sins. Okay? No matter how good looking or beautiful that person may be, that person is incapable of saving you. He's, she or she is incapable of saving himself or herself. Okay? So we gravitate towards hero, heroism. And the root word for, for mighty deals with warfare. So when we talk about the Messiah is the mighty God. He's not just a God who sits over creation like that. He is a mighty warrior. He is a God of, he's a, he's a, he's a man of war. Okay, it speaks of warfare. So you don't want to mess up with this, with this, with this person, with this God. Okay, the Messiah is the mighty warrior, victorious over all his enemies. Okay, Psalm 24 verse 8 says there, Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. There you go. The Lord, mighty in battle. God was telling Ahaz, you're being threatened by these and you're, and you're scared of them. Don't be scared. Don't even be afraid. I will take care of you. I will fight your battle for you. But how many of us are like Ahaz? We're faced with the challenge. We're faced with the adversity. And we panic and we go, Dad! Or we go to whoever but God. 
We put our trust in people rather than on God. Many of us are like Ahaz, right? We're like Ahaz. We put our trust in something else other than God. But here we see the Messiah is mighty in battle. Now, fast forward. This is in the Old Testament. Fast forward. Go past our time. Go to Revelation. The Messiah is coming back. As what? Is he coming back holding a sheep on his shoulder? Hey, I'm back. Remember me, the one who died for you? Have you read Revelation? Have you read Revelation? What do you see the Messiah as? He's the conquering king. He's coming with eyes of blazing fire. There's the, you know, the hosts of heaven are with him. And he's in all his glory and a sword, sharp double-edged sword is coming out of his mouth. And nobody could look at him directly because of his glory and radiance. The Messiah that was crucified will come back. The, the, the perfect lamb will come back as a roaring lion, mighty in battle. And we, what do we do with Jesus today? We just put him aside. We don't think about him. We're all guilty of this. Or sometimes we relegate him to one of the, one of the religious leaders, a leader of one of the many religions. We don't realize he's the only mighty warrior who will come back and conquer for all. Conquer everything. You don't want to be on his bad side. <laughs> he doesn't have a bad side. But you don't want to be against him when he comes. Are you ready for his coming? He already came as a lamb. He's coming as a roaring lion. Will you be his enemy? Or will you be in his kingdom? That's the question. See, this mighty warrior is God himself. Jesus is not just mighty, he is God. Okay, the Messiah is called the mighty God. Not just, he, does, he doesn't have just God-like qualities. He is God himself. Isaiah 7.14, we see, you see that. Emmanuel, the name Emmanuel means God with us. And that was given to Jesus. You see, that he's, he will be called Jesus where he will save, save his, his people from their sins. And he was given the name Emmanuel, God with us. And look at this. Jesus, the Messiah, is God himself. John chapter 1. Angela referred to this last week. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God, but he was God. Okay? And you see the concept of the three divine persons now, so you see, the word Trinity, will not, you won't see the, the word Trinity in the Bible. But the concept, you see it. Okay, theologians put a name to it to explain it. But you see here, he was in the beginning. He was with God and he was what? He was God. He was in the beginning with God in verse 2. Verse 3, all things were made through him. All creation were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And then in verse 14 of that chapter, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay? And we have seen His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, this Messiah is not just another man that God raised. It's God Himself who took on the form of man. To save man from their sins. It was man who messed up, 
it had to be a man to take things back. Put man back in his right place. Okay? Because Jesus is God, then we can trust him for everything in life. We can be secure in him. We don't have to rely on our power. His grace abounds in our lives. Jesus is God the Son who became man for the purpose of our redemption. And here, lastly, so Jesus is mighty. He is God. He is the mighty God. Put that together, okay? Jesus is the mighty warrior God. In Matthew one twenty one again, it says there, She will bear a son, and, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Okay, let me read this from the Life Application Bible Studies. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. Jesus, God the Son, came to earth to save us because we can't save ourselves from sin and its consequences. No matter how good we are, we can't eliminate the sinful nature present in all of us. Only Jesus can do that. Jesus didn't come to help people save themselves. He came to be their Savior from the power and penalty of sin. So if Jesus is not in our lives, then are we saved? So the revelation is this. Jesus is the mighty God. Okay? Only Jesus has the power. Only He has the ability. Only He has the wisdom. Only He has the authority to forgive our sins. And only He can save and deliver us from them. And only He has the power to deliver us from the enemy. From the evil one. And you know what? God loves saving his people. He delights in it. He didn't go, ah, oh, everyone sinned. Now I have to give my life now. Okay, let's do this. It wasn't like that. I just described some of you. <laughs> some of us. <laughs> okay. God loves saving his people. And look at Zephaniah 3. It gives you an insight on how this mighty warrior is when it comes to him. Being the hero, being the champion, saving his people. The Lord your God is in your midst. The Lord is with you. God is with you. What Emmanuel, right? Okay, so the, the concept is there. Although the word Emmanuel was not used here, that concept is there. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save he will, re- he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with, by His love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. He loves saving you. He loves saving people. That's why when you think, oh, I messed up God big time. Lord, I'm not going to be worthy anymore. You know what? He goes, I know that. I know the end from the beginning. I knew you were going to mess up. That's why I've already given you my grace. Come here. Don't run away from me. Come here. Let's deal with it. Okay? Many of us parents, when our kids make mistakes, we go, and then after we do that, we go, see, I love you. (laughs) We're so far from God, aren't we? (laughs) But I want you to focus on this one. Mighty one who will save in the NIV says there, he is mighty to save. He is strong to save. No matter what your situation or circumstance is, he is mighty to save. Are you the worst of sinners? He is mighty to save you. Is your heart wretched? 
He is mighty to save you from that wretchedness. Do you feel you're a hopeless case? God has the ability to instill hope in you and save you. See, when we celebrate Christmas, we think of gifts, parties, food, vacation, and Christmas traditions to say that we're celebrating. But do we really think about Jesus and the reason why he came? And do we know who this child is? Why do we celebrate the birth of Jesus? Do you know who Jesus is? He is the mighty God. He's the one who's going to come back in all glory. Mighty to save. He is mighty, but he is more than mighty. And here's, I'm going to show you the verse that's beyond the shadow of doubt. Okay? Revelation 1.8. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the mighty. No, did he say the mighty? The almighty. You know what almighty means? Mighty means powerful, strong. But almighty means you all are trumped. Absolute power. Absolute strength. Absolute might. It means omnipotence. There is nothing impossible for God. And this is Jesus speaking here, coming back as the mighty war, the almighty God. It is the almighty God who gave us life for you and I. And he was the only one who had the power to rise from the dead. That's why he can save us. Because a dead person can't do anything for us. Nothing is impossible for God. So, what are the implications of trusting in Jesus? That means, the implication is this. As we celebrate the reason for the season, we see him as the mighty God. It means this. Here's, here are the implications, some of the implications why he, that we have. You know, and the reason why we celebrate him. Is he has won over all the enemies of our souls. He's the almighty God. There's no need to be afraid of the challenges we face in life. He has the power to deliver us. Therefore, we can live secure in Him. doesn't matter what your neighbor thinks of you. doesn't really matter. What matters is what He thinks of me. I can live secure knowing that He will take care of me. And we can live in His victory. The victory that He has won for us already at Calvary. So as we go through the many trials and challenges of life, and at times, even when in our unfaithfulness, simple point, Jesus Christ is the mighty God who saves us. It's not about what we do. When we mess up, He comes to save us. He's already saved us from our sins. Now He is continuously saving us from us so that He can mold this image in us. Amen? That's the reason why we celebrate Christmas. Let me say this. There is none like our God. There is none like Him. Let's all stand and pray right now. Next week, we're going to look at the Messiah as the everlasting Father. And what does that mean? It means it speaks a Father speaks of care. It speaks of nurture. It, it speaks of protection. It speaks of provision. That's what we're going to look at next week. We're going to unpack that. But today, as we've already, as we've already re, um, heard from Angela last week, 
Jesus is the wonderful counselor. He is the one who's from, from of ancient days. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And His plan, He is the one who can, ex- he can lay out a, a perfect plan and He has the capacity to execute those plans. And because He is almighty, He is omnipotent, nothing can thwart the plans of the Messiah. See, this culture ridicules religious figures. But interestingly, the most ridiculed leader that's seen as, as, as a religious leader or a religious figurehead is Jesus. All, look at all the religions in the world. Who is the most ridiculed by sinful men? It's Jesus. Why? Because the enemy, the devil knows there's no other savior. And he tries his best to discredit him. But you know what? Not even the nations and the devil himself can thwart the plans of the Almighty God. That's why if you are in him, you are safe in his arms. Lord Jesus, we thank you. You're not just the lamb who gave his life on that cross for us, Lord, but you're coming back as a mighty warrior. You're coming back as the almighty God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You're coming back as the judge of the earth. You're coming back as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're coming back as the Prince of Peace. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, remove our blinders so that we may see you for who you are. Lord, the Apostle John, who, who was close to you, he was probably the closest to you when you, when you were, when you were uh, walking this earth as a man. He was the closest disciple. And yet when he saw you, Lord Jesus, when he saw you in your glorified state, he fell and worshipped because he has never seen you like that. Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself to us more and more as the mighty God. That we may live our, our lives in alignment with your will. That we would submit ourselves to you and that we would put ourselves under your lordship and protection. And that in you, we can be secure in our lives, knowing that you, Lord, take pleasure in taking care of us, in delivering us, in saving us. We thank you that in you we are safe, we are saved, we are secure. And Lord, this, Lord, this, this truth, Lord, um, brings the implication that we don't have to be afraid when spiritual warfare is. Yes, spiritual warfare, we have to fight. But Lord, in, in Ephesians, it says there, it says in Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Lord, we pray that as we make our stand against the devil's schemes and against the devil himself, you will be the one to fight for us, but you will give, you'll give us your strength. Lord, we can do all things through you who, gives, who, give, who give us strength. And Lord, today, we thank you that we serve a mighty God, a God who is mighty to save his people. And today, I pray for those who have not yet come under your lordship, 
Those who have not been saved yet, you died for them, you offered this to them. But they are like Ahaz, looking to something else. Lord, I pray that you would open their eyes and jolt them. And have the, Lord, give them a reality check and help them to see that there's no other Savior. Mighty, powerful enough to save them but you. Lord, deliver us from ourselves from every deception and help us to see you for who you are. We serve a mighty God. We serve Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. Lord Jesus, may our lives bring glory and honor to you as we submit ourselves continuously, daily. And Lord, may you use our lives to be your epistles that when people see our lives, they will see you let your light shine through us as we hide ourselves in you, our Lord, the Almighty God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We give you glory and praise. In your precious name we pray.